Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Episode 43, Shame-Free Relationships with Jamel Vital. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to the Race for the Ring. I am so excited about today's episode. Wait till you hear. You want to buckle up for this one. Our guest is a essentially amazing um, relationship and certified sex coach, and she sheds a lot of light, peels back the onion on a lot of stereotypes and overall feelings of shame that many of us um, and feel and you out there obviously in race for the ringland feel about maybe um, engaging in unorthodox situations maybe it's multiple partners or maybe it's being extra sexual or maybe it's you know um, articulating your desires or whatever your desires may be um, that isn't really quote the the norm as society puts it. She helps her clients um, navigate through that. Um, before we get into more about the sh- what the show is all about, um, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my amazing listeners and all of the reviewers and everybody out there who's pushed the podcast up. It's not even been on the air for a year. And wait till you hear the list of the platforms that we are now available on. So obviously, Apple Podcasts, that was the first one. And that's the one that's most easy, I think, to find us. There's Acast, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Tap Tapes, and as of today, as I record this show, we are now on iHeartRadio. I am so, so thankful. Um, 
so I, I, my gratitude is just like overflowing. I can't, I can't thank you enough. That means so much to me and it's going to help the, build the show even that much more. We have so many exciting things planned for 2021. I'm going to be doing some live shows on location once the world is in a better place. I'm going to do a really fun Valentine's Day show, maybe two with some makeovers and some celebrities that um, I can't, I'm not at liberty to share yet, but I could seriously die at the fact that they are, are going to be participating with me in the in the brace for the ring um episodes that they're going to be you know in um so again just so thankful but what an amazing holiday gift that you've given me that's that's to say the least today's um review i want to um give some love to is jasmine jasmine um she writes in huge fan exclamation mark i love listening to mindy talk you're probably the only one jasmine i'm just kidding she's really fun and makes me forget i'm listening to a podcast mindy sounds more like a friend always waiting for more that is so sweet that's all i want i am all of your friends even though i don't know you personally all of you out there i i really just only want to help entertain and inform that's literally why i think i was put on this planet to be honest why i went into tv news why i went into pr it's why i wrote my books why a keynote and why i launched this podcast so anyway um I think that what sets us apart, truthfully, is that we're not just like, um, you know, shouting out lessons and things and offering mundane information. Um, we have fun. We laugh. We sometimes cry. We laugh so hard. Um, I always like to be as authentic as possible, sharing my own personal anecdotes and things as it's appropriate. Um, and it's just really fun. I love interviewing. I always have. That's why I went into news back in the day. And um, I'm really, you know, really, really uh, blessed that I'm able to have this platform to be able to continue to do so. So anyway, as I was saying earlier, um, Janelle Vital is an incredible, incredible sex and relationship coach. She's based in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, and she has an international reach. She's like an influencer on the TikTok channel as well as some other social media platforms, and her coaching is interactive and holistic and has been proven that people are able to basically extend their personal growth with experimental learning and can essentially compared to traditional talk therapy. And she makes it her mission to help others overcome fear, jealousy, insecurity, and to find that perfect balance of security and freedom in their relationships. Um, Today, we talked with Janelle and, um, you know, we spoke a lot about overcoming shame, um, specifically with women as it comes to sex and just communicating to your partner what you want. But we also talked about um, more untraditional relationships and what they look like and how it's okay if that's what your desire is to, you know, to maintain that lifestyle. Um, and before I introduce you to Janelle, I want to just say one more shout out to Grande Cosmetics because they are indeed the sponsor of of the race for the ring and um, responsible for putting this episode on the air. So Janelle, let's go. Hi, Janelle. Thanks for joining us all the way from California. What's it like over there today? <laughs> it's actually rainy, which is great. We needed it. Oh, that's good. It was snowing here. We had I heard. Snowstorm of the of the year. Actually, it didn't even snow last year really much. So wow. anyway, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, it well it was sort of fun. <laughs> Not for me, but it's okay. I was worried about a a, a shoot being canceled with a, a national outlet, but thank oh, God it went on without a hitch, so it's fine. Like we need um, more stuff getting canceled this year, right? You're like I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I will say this: the so not what the show is all about. But it's nice to like take a minute and just have the nature and like it was nice to see kids sledding and yeah. you know with masks on, but yeah, <laughs> but it was keeping their faces warm but it's just nice like to see like more carefree like kids just able to be kids for once I feel like they've had a lot of stress you know more I mean we all have but more than anything the children I feel bad for um all right so anyway so you are a an amazing sex and relationship coach we are going to dive all into the concept of shame and also if time allows dive in a little more into like sex in general but before we do how did you find yourself in this uh in this profession curious I've always been really interested in sex and grew up Catholic. So always oh. it wasn't something I was supposed to be curious about at all. Yeah. It's um, illegal, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah. Yeah. Well, especially for women. Right. And I know your audience is a lot of women. And so there's just like, we're supposed to be sexy, but not sexual. And sex is something that happens to us. It's not something we're supposed to have agency over until really recently, I would say, in, in mm-hmm. our society. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I grew up really confused and really curious and just had so much shame about that for so many years. And I also am really drawn to sex and relationships that aren't necessarily the, the standard narrative. Like, I like having sex with women sometimes and I'm not totally monogamous. So me and my partner have an ethical open relationship. And so we connect with other people. Um, you know, how does that work? So, <laughs> that's interesting. Okay. So, totally. so who's your partner? Is it a male or a female? He's a man. Okay. A man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Patrick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then what happens? Like, are you, is it like one night stands or are you like involved with other people for a period of time? And is he involved with them too? Or does he have his own people? Like, oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, love so, it. Okay. I mean, I mean, really quick to answer your original question. The reason I got into being a sex and relationship coach was purely because on my own journey of trying to figure out who I was sexually and in relationship, I was like, I got to help other people. And my journey to getting into the open relationship I'm in now was excruciating. You know, I went through like something called polyamory where I was like in love with multiple people, like practicing that. And that is confusing as heck, I have to say, but it works for some people. But for me, what I realized through going through this journey of educating myself and looking within about what I want is I want to be able to have one committed partnership And for us to be able to feel sexually open and for us, it doesn't necessarily look like one night stands, um, especially with COVID. It's a lot more careful than that. But we've actually had some really great experiences together with some of my friends. Like I personally really love bringing my friends into our our bed if they're interested in that. My girlfriends, I think for me, there's a sense of like, comfort and control that I feel around that because I know them and I trust them and I love them. I know they're not going to try to steal my man. Whereas like some, some other woman, like I don't totally know what her intentions are. I'm mostly a pretty trusting person, but um, we've had some connections with other women together, which has been really fun. And he um, also goes on dates with women. He meets through mostly this app called field, which is kind of an open relationship type app, but he also uses the standard ones like Tinder 
Um, and yeah, he'll, he'll find people that he wants to have meaningful, but casual relationships with. So like they would never consider themselves his girlfriend and they're not looking for that. It tends to be women who are like, yeah, I just want like a really like nice, fun, kind, reliable guy. Who's not going to be too into me right now, you know? And like women, some women do want that at certain phases of their lives. Like I just, a caring guy who's not going to make me feel used. Like we're going to have some hot sex and you know, it's not going to feel like a big emotional burden on me. Um, you know, I think the stereotype is that men want that, but women don't. But like, that's not true. Lots of women want that actually at certain points in their life. So he happens to, he's very upfront. Like I have a girlfriend, I have a partner, primary partner. And, you know, we're looking for meaningful but casual connections with other people. And women sign up for that. So he is more in that mode right now. I, because of quarantine, have just felt like very sexually, like kind of dead. Like, frankly, I mean, I just haven't had much of a libido. So um, for for other people besides my partner, I mean, I definitely want a lot of sex with my partner. Um, in fact, sometimes more than he does right now, because for him, quarantine has also felt very deadening, like libido wise, yeah. yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. Um, so like when, when he comes home from like seeing another woman, his libido is re-sparked. So it's actually in my benefit because I don't really want to hook up with other people besides him right now, but he feels like a little libido deadened until he goes and has a connection with someone else. And then it's like awakened and he comes home and he's like, Oh my God, I'm so obsessed with you. Like, yeah, like let's have sex. So it's great for me. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. awesome. So I have to ask, are you ever jealous? Like do you ever get you yeah, that's natural, I think, right? I so like everybody you know, I'm taking a girl, a woman, another woman out to dinner and like because obviously he's gotta, I would imagine, court her a little bit. I mean, even if she doesn't want a relationship, you know, she probably isn't just looking to I mean, just to have that connection, you have to like get to know the person a little bit, I think, right? Yeah, they're not going so, on like romantic dinner, yeah. but it's like, yeah, they'll go to a park or like go for a walk, stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. I mostly tend to feel jealous when I'm feeling down on myself for whatever reason. Like, you know, all of us have probably gained at least five pounds in quarantine. I know I have. And so like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll be feeling really down about that. And I'll be like wondering in my head, like, oh, is she skinnier than me or whatever the stories that we tell ourselves. Um, But usually my jealousy comes from a place of me realizing I need something or like me realizing there's a boundary. So like, I'll instead of blaming my jealousy on him, I'll be like, what is this jealousy telling me about myself and my needs right now? And I'll be like, oh, well, Janelle, you really need more quality time with Patrick. Or like, oh, well, you really need to give yourself some self-love and like invest in feeling like you're in your body again and like start running again or whatever. So like I always use it like any uncomfortable emotion. You can use it as information of like what your needs are if you pay attention to it. I think that's important to say for anybody. I mean, when you're when you're feeling envious or jealous of, of another person, it's best to just look in the mirror, you know, and see like, what is it about you that, you know, I, I speak for myself that way. I also speak for, um, you know, just in situations I've been with other women that have had ill feelings for me, um, you know, throughout life, you know, or whatever, vice versa. You know, I think that women are like that in general, My sister, too, but I think women are more guilty of it than guys are. Right. I think so. My sister always tells this story about this woman who said this very honest thing to her, which was like, I see your beauty and it threatens me. Or like, I see your light and it threatens me. And she was like, damn, like that's a way, way to be honest about like whatever, what's going on for you. Cause that is what's going on for you. Is like you're threatened because of your fears and yeah, look in the mirror. Like you said. 
It's good practice. Wow. Was that a friend of hers that said that? No, it's a like, random woman. She was like who she, in her community a, a long time ago. She, that woman's got issues. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So – so I guess like your curiosity and your upbringing, all that led you down the lane of, of the of the path that you're in. And and what do you do on a day to day? Do you have obviously with your clients, you coach them and help them kind of become one with themselves and feel confident in their sexuality and use that in their relationships pretty much? Am I hitting the nail on the head, so to speak? Well, yeah. up until quarantine, I was mostly working with men in tech in person here in the San Francisco Bay area. But when quarantine hit, I was like, wow, this is a huge chance to pivot. And I've actually been wanting to have more of an online programmatic focus anyway. So I was like, oh, this is the universe being like, hey, Janelle, like this is your chance. So I've been creating a lot of group programs and online courses around. My passions are really around helping partners who have different desires or different needs, desires. And like, for example, how much sex they want to be having, what kind of sex they want to be having, like if it's kinky or tantra or whatever, and mismatches in libido and like open relationships, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I help people navigate um, finding a way through those differences. So helping people feel empowered to create the most perfect relationship for the two of them, where neither of them feels like pressured into anything and neither of them feels like they have to just like completely cut off what their desire is. They can talk about it more openly and like create a roadmap for how to get both of their needs met without either of them feeling over pressured. That's awesome. So do you work with people like as a, like a couple mm-hmm. or do you also work with individuals too or in I, that group setting, I guess, if you will? Yeah. I mean, at the moment I work with individuals and couples next year, I'm like pivoting again and changing my whole programmatic focus to probably be most like really focusing on working with couples with partners, because I can see so much change there and really helping them with communication exercises, which is really, really powerful for me. And it actually gets the results that I know that they want. That's great. So, what are what are trend? What is trending? As I should say, I'm just curious. Like trending, out of, trending. Like <laughs> out of, like what is the most popular? Is it you know um, dominatrix or is it like it, you know? I'm just curious. Like what what do you find most of you know your your clientele you know looking to t- discuss? If you had to pinpoint like one area. Well, I mean, because of quarantine, a big thing everyone's struggling with is just desire in general. Some people have been reacting to quarantine by feeling like they have like an increased desire. And some people have been feeling like I just have a deadened desire, like we were describing earlier. And I think that both of them are our defense mechanism, you know, to, to want more sex than your partner right now means like, there's something deeper going on. It's not necessarily about the sex. Like you want to feel seen, you want to feel connected and sex is just the tool that you're using to get there. So I help couples, even if one couple has a lower libido, I help couples figure out, okay, like how do you get your underlying needs met that like wanting more sex is just the symptom of. And then I also find that a lot of people who reach out to me are interested in um, in ethical non-monogamy of some kind, mostly open relationships versus polyamory, where you're like trying to pursue love with multiple people. Mostly I find couples just like wanting to be able to have casual, but meaningful sexual relationships either together or with other people, you know, within, with boundaries, but still maintaining, you know, kind of a semblance of 
us to couple monogam like not monogamous but nuclear family type type i understand like more of a commitment like not i understand totally so two things i wanted to let you finish your thought (laughs) first being single and someone who is in quarantine well quarantine i'm dating but like quarantine like not living with a partner or not in an intimate relationship with anyone in particular at the moment well that's not true i I am seeing somebody and we are taking a little hot a little bit more serious however um it's very very new for so for the majority of of this covid climate i always like to call it i (laughs) not so i from an outsider looking in like someone who wasn't i didn't have the option really of having anyone in the house so to speak that i felt comfortable to do all that with i would think if it were me i would probably be an a out of boredom b out of because like what else are you gonna do like on a saturday (laughs) I probably would have been like, let's go, let's go, let's go. But then maybe you get tired. Like what's up with like, what, what is, I don't know. Am I wrong to say that or wrong to say what that you'd like, want to have? No, I mean, yeah, no, I, I'm saying if I was, if I had a boyfriend, I would think I would probably would have been having a ton of sex. That's all. If I, um, if I was quarantined with them, that's all. I I'm think, you know, I think it's really important for us to stop judging ourselves and each other for whatever it is that we want. If you're someone who wants a ton of sex and if you're someone who's like, I really don't want that much it's really important to just embrace who you are. And we go through different phases to embrace where you're at and to find ways to talk about it and accept each other and empathize with each other without feeling like you are trying to force each other into anything or like you're trying to stifle yourself or the other. So I really help couples just celebrate desire and talk about it without feeling pressured. And so let's say, Mindy, you were like, I'm so horny in quarantine and like, I want to have sex with my boyfriend like every day, which it sounds like you think maybe would have happened. Yeah, probably, that'd probably be about right. <laughs> okay, so let's say that happened. But let's yeah. say whoever you had been with during quarantine was like, oh, Mindy, I just feel so shut down. Like, I'm just so stressed out. You know, I'm not feeling sexual. What I, if I was working with you as a couple, what I might assign to you is, okay, let's set a timer. And Mindy, I would love for you to like spin a really hot fantasy out loud for like two minutes. And then I'm going to have your partner be like, that is so hot. Thank you so much for telling me. And just the act of you expressing your sexuality in that way, which is not going to make him feel like he needs to do anything to you, but just for him to celebrate you makes you feel heard and seen. And it feels exciting and connective and can awaken something in him that instead of feeling like it's from a, like, oh, I got to service Mindy because like she's so horny, it's like it makes him feel excited. So I have all these really fun games and exercises for couples around communicating about desire. Okay. That makes sense. I'm laughing at the servicing Mindy. Totally. Totally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What an awful job. And I'm just kidding. No, because like no one wants to be serviced. I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. No, but that you bring up a great point because like so many people, men and women, will service their partners because they feel obligated. And it's not hot for anyone. They feel resentful. And the person getting serviced is like, oh, you're just going down on me because you feel obligated, right? It's not not hot. It's like, so I really try to help couples reframe what success in sex is, right? It doesn't have to be like, well, I got to go down on Mindy every week because otherwise she's going to leave me, right? It's like, wow, what if, like, what if Mindy, like, does it? You're hilarious. You need a reality show. <laughs> that would be fun. I would dig that. I would dig that. 
yeah, it's like, what if Mindy like does a sexy dance for me every week? You know, like I find couples find compromises that feel exciting and interesting. And sex doesn't have to be about like a certain act needs to happen every week, right? So no, totally. Let's get up, let's get up stripper pole in our bedroom. Yeah. I mean, different people I like help people just figure out there's so many possibilities for what bringing some sexual excitement into your life could look like. And so I help people figure out what's right for them together. Cool. All right. Love it. All right. So let's <laughs> talk a little bit about multiple relationships. Like, I'm just curious about what that looks like when you try to love different people, like, yeah. you know, in tandem. That must be so hard. It's so hard. I've tried it. How's that even possible? Is it? I guess it is. You said you did it, right? It's possible. I think it's more possible for people where they create kind of a family out of it. Like, everyone in that group of people is friends or they're in kind of a community or they're all having sex with each other. I think that tends to work a little bit better because there's more of a community vibe to that. Um, Mm -hmm. What I tried was having two very serious romantic relationships with two men a few years ago. And both of them like weren't totally into polyamory. They were just kind of doing it for me. And they had the like typical male, like competitiveness thing going oh, on. So it was not good. Big. No, there was not, it did not, it did not uh, go super well most because of that. But if they had been two men who were like, yeah, I'm stoked to have like a brother wife, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm stoked to have like a cool dude who like loves my partner. And, you know, in the polyamory world, people have this term called compersion, which means seeing seeing your partner experiencing pleasure with someone else and being happy for them. And if they were able to cultivate that and if they were able to say, oh, that guy loves someone I love, we're on the same team. We're not competition. We're on the same team. Like mm-hmm. that's a mentality I think is really profound that I've learned from, from the polyamory community. But for me, I don't really have the emotional capacity or time right now to invest in anything but my primary partner and my business. <laughs> it's like yeah, that is like a yeah. full-on child, you know. So, yeah. Um, but you know, God bless people who can who can make that who can make that work. And for some people, it's like really the way they build community and find meaning, and they see themselves reflected in multiple people. And you know, Mindy, like if you had two boyfriends and both of them told you, you know you were full of shit for something, you could not blame one of them, right? But if no, two people are like, yeah. Mindy, you know, you, you can't keep doing that. You're like, God, two people are telling me that. Mm-hmm. I think I, think I got to look at that. And so that mm-hmm. can be useful if you have like multiple really meaningful, intimate relationships. People are going to tell you what's up and tell you how it is. And you can learn a lot about yourself from that. <laughs> or when you wake up, Mindy, you're gorgeous. Mindy, exactly. you're happy. Mindy, you're happy. <laughs> you, you do wrong. <laughs> yeah that's great right talk about that. oh my god but you know you've got to really navigate it like really good clear open communication and scheduling can be like a nightmare around open relationships can't even imagine. i can't even schedule one guy i can't imagine scheduling more than one i totally get what you're saying yeah Have you ever watched that show big love Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's sort of like that. that, right? Except you're all not married with the different houses and stuff like that. That's, yeah. but I have yeah. to say, my sister and I used to watch that show and feel like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have like another wife around just to like, because I don't think the wives were ever intimate, but they were, they loved each other in the sense that they were like sister wives, I guess. But just to help with the house chores and what's one baby's at, that's one baby's. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. I like, like that idea. That's yeah. Great. I mean, I think the important thing to remember is, there's polyamory and then there's power dynamics with 
with men versus women. Okay. So when, they, when you have polygamy, which is like one man gets to have multiple wives, right. the man in that kind of situation, the man has all the power and all the wives don't have very many rights. Like none of them get to be hooking up with other guys. Right. And, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and so, I mean, I think you can have a polyamory situation where there's one guy and like two or three women. Right. But like, there's not the same power dynamics as there is in like a polygamous society. And so I think, you know, the sister wife thing is actually a cool concept if the women have equal power and equal standing to the men. Otherwise it's, it's pretty dysfunctional. I, that's a really good point. Very true. A hundred percent spot on there, Janelle. I (laughs) I've been studying this stuff for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. It okay. Is. So let's talk a little bit about the shaming, which is obviously what the show is predominantly about. Do you find when you get new clients to to basically help navigate their, you know, sexual frustrations or desires or trying to figure things out? Are they especially one that might want something a little bit, I don't want to say unorthodox, but less traditional, like yeah. with that? their, their life, they're hoping their life might look like in the bedroom in that way. Do you find initially they, they are almost embarrassed or they feel like they're doing, yes, why? Tell, let's talk a little bit about that. Well, sex in general has so much shame wrapped up in it in our culture because we come from puritanical roots, right? And so um, so just sex in general is very still taboo, which is shocking. It's like almost 2021, like what? You know, so yeah, yeah, there's just a lot of shame about sex in general. And so if you want anything slightly unconventional, like, you know, something kind of kinky or an open relationship, um, or, or you want, you feel like you want like a lot of sex, right? Like we will pathologize like sex addiction and porn addiction. And it's like, is that really an addiction? I mean, for some people it could be bad, but for other people, we just pathologize anything having to do with sex in this culture. So there's a really fine line between like, is it a problem or like, are you just filled with shame because of our cultural BS? Right. So I really help people unpack all the myths behind sex and relationships that come from, you know, a puritanical patriarchal culture. And so they, they walk away, not walk away, but after like some sessions with you, are they less, um, I guess, are they less quote embarrassed and shameful? Like, absolutely. And reflect? Okay. Just even having a person to be like, heck yeah, Mindy, you're into that. Like, that's valid. Like, that's cool. Just having a person do mm-hmm. say that really helps uh, ameliorate so much shame because shame really comes from thinking that you're bad and holding things back and to just yeah. be like, here I am. And to have someone be like, woohoo is a big deal. How about women? I think in general about having multiple partners in their lifetime, do you ever deal with, um, that situation with shame? I would think that totally. women might feel more shamed about that versus a guy. Cause then they're yeah. like stud. Whereas a girl t- stereotypically would be called a slut. I'm just yeah. curious or sleeping with their partner too soon. If they're in a new relationship, yeah. um, let's let me, can you address those, those two? Yeah. I mean, okay. there's so much shame in, for, for women around, around sex. And actually a lot of women who come to me, are wanting more sex than their partners and feel an extra layer of shame about that because that's socially, I wouldn't say stigmatized. It's just our society thinks that men want sex more than women do. And so when women are like, something's wrong with me, like I need a lot, I like, I want a lot of sex. uh, I'm like, nothing's wrong with you. Like a lot of women feel that way. It's just, that's not the the narrative we have in our head. So, Mm -hmm. so women will feel 
really insecure about how much sex they want and they don't feel invited right by our culture to be like at the center of the narrative when it comes to sex like men and the male gaze and male orgasm has been at the center of the narrative about sex for so long and so i give women permission to put themselves at the center of the narrative which is actually really core to female desire because when females generally when women want to feel really in their body and really desirous they imagine themselves being like the center of attention they imagine like pleasure being theirs and that's super hot and so i help women get into that and i have to invite them to get out of the standard narrative of like male orgasm and sex at the center of the story and i help them put themselves in the center of the story That's awesome. And their partners probably like that, right? Exactly. Like when a woman is confident and they like know what they want and, and things like that for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Cool. All right. So can you share a little bit about how we can find you? And if someone were interested in say signing up for your course and like all of that good stuff and your social platforms for our listeners. Okay. Yeah. You can find me everywhere at love with Janelle. My website is lovewithjanelle.com and I'm love with Janelle on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and I have a Facebook, but I don't use it so much. And Janelle is spelled Jane with an L. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Janelle. Any last thoughts for our, our listeners in terms of coming out of their so-called shell and embracing their sexuality? I mean, we're mostly women. We do have some guys, but mostly females listeners, I think, for the Race for the Ring. What I want to invite people to do right now because of quarantine and just how disconnected we all feel from ourselves right now is to really spend some nourishing time inviting your senses to come alive, not necessarily in a sexual way, but to really luxuriate in taking a bath and feeling that warm, bubbly water on your skin or to just run your fingers gently over your hands, which have so many nerve endings or your hair Um, to go outside and feel the sun on your face and listen to the birds and feel the wind on your skin, just really inviting yourself to come home to your senses as much as possible because so much of sexuality is sensuality, meaning of the senses. So if you can give yourself that gift every single day of doing something literally sensual for yourself, it's going to really help you with your sex life right now in these trying times. That's great. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people probably feel numb in general to a lot of the things you just described. All right. Well, this was amazing and really fun and very informative for me, I must say. So (laughs) it was very interesting. Thank you so much for being here. Me too. Thank you so much, Mindy. It was really fun. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the race for the ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye. Bye. Getting ready in the mornings looks completely different now. Whether you're waking up and heading into the next room for a Zoom meeting or grabbing a mask when you grab your coffee thermos to head out the door, there is no denying it. It's different than it was last year. But thankfully, no matter where you're headed, Grande Cosmetics has something for you to accentuate the features above your mask. Grande Cosmetics, known best for their cult.
favorite lash enhancing serum, Grande Lash MD, creates beauty products with benefits from their Grande Drama Intense Thickening Mascara with castor oil to their Grande Brow Brow Enhancing Syrup with peptides and vitamins for thicker, fuller looking brows. Grande Cosmetics enhances your natural beauty. Find their products at grandecosmetics.com. That's grande with an E on the end, just like your Starbucks order. Also available at Sephora, Ulta, Morphe, Macy's, and Salon Professionals at Salon Centric. The Race for the Ring listeners can enjoy 15% off their total purchase at grandecosmetics.com with the code PODCAST. That's PODCAST. P-O-D-C-A-S-T, redeemable at grandecosmetics.com, which will be valid through December 31st, 2020. Happy shopping! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.